with another episode of 13th and Elm. Woo! We couldn't ignore you for more than a week. We came back with Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. 1988's classic, if you want to call it that, B-movie, which it firmly is. Um, black horror comedy, I guess. It's kind of a, got a weird like gumshoe, yellow spine detective novel narrator type of angle. Yeah, it's... Uh, strange it's like hardly horror to be honest it's absolutely exploitation um and it does kind of have elements of a slasher but not really we'll get into it uh it's directed by fred olin ray he's crazy we'll talk a lot about him actually uh believe it or not and then it uh you could say starring i guess it's starring lenia quigley and then it also features gunner hansen who people know gunner hansen uh from Leather, like from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he's Leatherface. Shout it's also, out! He's also an author. Um, as you may know, he's authored a book on um, Barrier Islands, the Great American Barrier Islands. I have mm. uh, called yeah, the I've Islands heard. of Time. If you want to read it, I have a copy. Um, yeah, just uh, add us, and Michael will mail I'll you mail it to a you. copy. Just, you just have to promise to mail it back. Of a, yeah, on our Yeah, it's like the fucking uh, Heaven's Gate cult. It's like uh, your it's boy. Just like that. Yeah, he'll send, just like that. He'll send you. Um, uh, yeah, the Heaven's Gate. Yeah, he'll send you. Uh, yeah, he sends you initiation. documents, and yeah, you're not, and you're, yeah, you can't keep it or whatever. Yeah, he wants you to make a copy of his uh, VHS and send it back to him so he can keep recruiting people. If you go to their website right now, check it out. Check it out. Mm. Anyway. Um, our sponsors. Gunner Hansen, Linnea Quigley, and then also I'll ask you this, Bill. Uh-oh. Did you recognize? Have you seen like the movie poster for this film? Um, yeah. That woman. That woman, yeah. Um, I can't remember her name in the film. Her name in the film is Lisa Mercedes. Laurie? No, Mercedes. 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 Yeah. The main name of all the okay. other ones. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I don't Michelle know who Bauer. that is, but I mean, she was like the she, she was the lead for, for half the film, basically. Do you recognize her from anything? She's also in something with Linnea Quigley that also came out in 1988, the same year as this movie. She's, and I'm not looking right now. I wouldn't do that. Right, and I. Would but now I feel she's not in. She is. She's one of the main three. Yeah. Oh, okay, she's I didn't even w- get. I didn't even get there yet. But now that I'm thinking about it, she's the one who that came out in '88. Yeah. Damn. She's the That's one who. Thought. Um, gets, gets freaky. She gets sex. freaky. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We'll just say that. Wishes, so, yeah, well, yeah, some yeah. of us. Yeah. We'll just say that. Oh, anyway. no Rob spoilers. So, <laughs> Fred Olin Ray. Gunnar Hansel, Linnea Quigley, and Michelle Bauer. Not fucking bad. Not bad. Um, also not bad. Seventy-five minutes, seventy-two minutes, something like that. It was like love that hour and ten, hour twelve minutes. And yet it did feel. It felt, it longer. felt longer. Felt like an hour and thirty, hour Easily. forty. Yeah. It felt a little longer. We'll uh, get into it. Yeah. Well, let's let's get into it. This movie, it was quick. It was pretty much everything it was advertised. Uh, if you like. Nudity and blood and bad comedy and worst acting. This uh, is going to deliver it in a pretty tight package, and yet it's still going to have fluff. Even the things that were good sometimes went on too long. Like some of like just the gratuitous nudity was like to the point where it's like, okay, like it's we're not even sexy anymore. It's just like uncomfortable. I agree, Um, and and it's not. A lot of, or any, really, on-screen violence. It's all very much just people getting sprayed with fake blood thrown, from the angle. Thrown at yeah, them. Yeah, like buckets. It's like clearly buckets of, of blood. Yeah. It's like the Tarantino uh, trunk 
angle, right? You know what I mean? It's like when they yeah. pop the trunk, like all you can see yeah. is the perp, and then From they're the getting covered out, in blood. And it, yeah, Tarantino wishes he could have touched this movie. Let me tell you something about that. A lot more slurs in it. Let me and tell you. Feet. <laughs> let me tell you something there are a lot about of feet that in it already. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> so Fred Olin Ray has a really interesting story, including Quentin Tarantino. I bet you Quentin Tarantino loves. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers because Fred Olin Ray, the director, is kind of a big deal in horror, science fiction, action adventure type of comedy shit. Um, anyway, he loaned Quentin Tarantino his personal 16 millimeter camera so that Tarantino could film My Best Friend's Birthday, which was Tarantino's 33 minute short in 1988. Um, that helped get his career launched to help him do like true romance and everything else. So Fred Olin Ray and Tarantino were friends and like, uh, kind of an inspiration. I don't know. He's this dude, Fred Olin Ray is nuts. He's done, I don't know, 60 plus credits as like writer, director, producer. He, and he was also a professional wrestler who wrestled under the name of Fabulous Freddie Valentine. What? <laughs> yes. That's great. He, I want to see Fabulous Freddie wrestle. Oh, my God. Pull that shit up, Jamie. 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 Um, yeah, so he got in the horror from being a huge fan of, like, uh, the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and, like, Eat okay. the Mummy and all that stuff, which... Honestly, I might pick those for an episode one time because Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein is like always regarded as the true birth or like one of the milestones in the very early seminal days of uh, horror comedy. And I fucking have never watched an Abbott and Costello movie and I don't think I'd really care much for it, but hit me with that Abbott and Costello. Hmm. Anyway. So he did a bunch of work with like Peter Cushing and <laughs> the Carradines. What's going on over there, Bill? Bill's losing it. I'm struggling to keep it together as a result. <laughs> now we've acknowledged it. It's on the pod. I can't do it. Anyway. I'm sorry. You said Erminal by accident. It <laughs> Yeah, I know. I tried to move on, but that was like uh, 13 seconds ago and you're I still know. low. Sorry. Um, Anyway, we could talk more about Fred Olin Ray, but we don't need to. Let's talk about his movie, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. It opens up uh, above the City of Angels. That's right. With a weird quote. What is the quote? I don't remember exactly, but it's... (laughs) Well, before the movie... Hold on, hold on. Do you mean before the movie starts? Like, in the very beginning about the real chainsaws? Because at the very the, the title yeah, card like in the movie it says oh no no, very, no 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 the, no I forgot about this line. but the very very beginning like too. the screen goes black and then a public advisory comes up and it says the chainsaws used in this motion pictures are real and dangerous they're handled here by seasoned professionals the makers of the motion picture advise strongly against anyone attempting to perform these stunts at home especially if you are naked and about to engage in strenuous sex. Okay, yeah, yeah. maybe that's just an insane. And then you watch like Linnea Quigley with like two chainsaws. It's yeah, yeah. she's a seasoned she's professional. She's a hundred and five pound vegan. Not, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I'm just saying, she's carrying she's a two like thirty pound, pound vegan girl, gas powered chainsaws. Yes, she's struggling to hold them up. Like she, we'll get to it. But like the this the apex dance, the climax dance mm. here is. Could have been so much sexier if those were foam chainsaws. <laughs> she could not lift <laughs> them. Get them man. But yeah, they were real chainsaws, and uh, they were real professionals. I mean, they were getting paid they were for getting doing what they were doing. So professionals. Professionals. Yep. Um, man. So private detective Jack Chandler uh, tries to track down this teenage he's a dick. runaway. He's a private dick. Yeah, he's a private private, private dick. dick. Uh, first of all, did you think this movie was funny? At times. At times. It was one of those where, fuck, we just, I don't even remember which one, but it was like, oh, man, this is really funny. And then after like 30 minutes, it's like kind of loses its charm because it's the same humor. Like Tokyo Gore Police, but different. No, no, there was one like super recently that, that we watched that was like really funny and then after a while i was like oh, this is not that funny anymore but 
It doesn't matter, but there were some really funny quotes in this. I wrote a bunch of them down. I, I mean, the same thing with Night of the Demons. Honestly, the, the, like as plot far as just like a bunch of no, I mean like just like a bunch of really funny quotes. Oh yeah, the whole yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like plot wise. No, no, no. I was gonna say this one. The plot isn't anything like really important the plot honestly it's ridiculous it's summarized it's on wikipedia as such in like three sentences i'll read it to you and it's really the only thing on wikipedia about the plot it says when private detective jack chandler tries to track down teenage runaway he runs into a cult of egyptian chainsaw worshiping prostitutes led by <laughs> the master yeah that's and the like movie. that's like it's a cult kind and of they it. worship chainsaws yep because saws purify the body or something and it's why couldn't it have just have been about a gang of hookers that kill people with chainsaws? Because of Egypt, Egypt's cool. You want to add that in? Yeah, you got to sprinkle that in. And also, well, my Hansen. ancestors from Egypt. What was it? Yeah, what's the line? Oh, I. Oh, something like honoring my ancestors from Egypt. I can't remember. I lived in Egypt. <laughs> I lived in Egypt for two years. Um. Fuck. So, yeah, so Gunnar Hansen, for most of this movie, is just in the background watching. And like in the shadows. Doesn't <laughs> we just see much. his face. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really talk till the last, like, 15 minutes. I mean... Which is only This movie was m- filmed in, like, four days. And what? Yeah. Could you believe it? I That's believe it. crazy. <laughs> this movie was filmed in four days and was reportedly, um, you know... About sixty to seventy thousand dollars for budget, and ended up kind of being a smash hit. I mean, it's okay. So that's relative, right? But this guy, Fred Olin Ray, who's made some important movies, or maybe not important, but notable movies, mm-hmm. and uh, has like sixty plus credits or whatever. We picked th- we picked this one. You know, it's got Linnea Quigley, it's got Gunnar Hansen, Michelle Bauer, and uh, people do talk about it. Um, so, I guess this was his hit. It's kind of what he's known for a little bit. Um, oh, and it's also got to be the the main works of the likes of Fox Harris. Or how about this one? I know you love this name. Dookie Flyswatter. Dookie Flyswatter. <laughs> I saw that shit. Jake the Bartender. God, of course, we know name. Jake the Bartender as Dookie Flyswatter. What a creepy looking dude. Oh, did you look at him? Yeah, he looked like a I toad. looked at him, yeah. Well, like, I mean, have you seen him in life? He's like... Oh, no. He does... Uh, he looks a little bit like the ice cream man. Kind of. We oh. also said he looks like a animated version <laughs> of uh, Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre? Not even the Peter Lorre, but like <laughs> no, an animated, animated Bugs Bunny, like... Oh, master. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess uh, your boy Dookie Flyswatter is also a singer for like a Los Angeles horror punk band called Haunted Garage. Um, and so it's <laughs> great. Yeah, he does a bunch of dress up live horror rock shock like punk rock performances That's where tight. they do like uh, I don't know. It's like not Gigi Allen, but it's like it's like war. It's like gore esque Gorgo Bodello type of on stage performance where it's like chainsaws and blood and like a lot of go go dancers with like their tits out and shit like that, like fire breathing. It's kind of like a hybrid freak show, punk rock show. Bodello thing. That's tight. Pretty fucking cool, actually. I would love to see that. I don't know if they're still doing any music, but like I guess they'd even played music with like. the Dead Kennedys and shit in the early 90s. Like, they've been doing oh, it for, like, a damn. long time. Like, the Dead Boys and shit, Green Jelly. They've been playing a lot of shows. Um, so this guy was definitely making music around that time uh, and was in the scene. Like I said, this movie was full, filmed in four days, and uh, Fred Olin Ray kind of has that, like, Roger Corman mentality where he would go into a place, find some locals, have some people, find some props, and make a movie in four or five days, cut out, do all of his, like, writing, executive producing um, camera work and shit like that. Um, so that's kind of cool. But, I mean, really, the, if you watch the movie, you can tell that it's rather simple. It wouldn't be hard for us to make it if we had the resources not to take it away. Because this is kind of a masterpiece, right? This is, Okay, so the thing about this movie that I love... <laughs> masterpiece might not be the The right thing word. about this movie that I love is this movie is like what your parents always think 
the horror movies that you're watching are. You know what I mean? That's it's like true. Yeah, just so many boobs movie. and like buckets this of blood, blood just spraying You know everywhere. what I mean? It's like this and stupid. There's nothing, no, no plot. Redeeming there's qualities. no yeah. It's just like boobs and blood, and it's like. None of those movies really like exist, or they're not like popular. Even like the bad, nasty horror movies and shit. Like yeah. somebody's trying to do something. This movie wasn't. It's Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, and That's I love exactly it for that. What, what, it, what it says it is. It knows what with, it is. With with a gumshoe twist. Yeah, that, that was, was wild. Like at first, I thought it was just like a one-off like in- intro scene, and then they just kept going with it. With what? The detective. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Because it like opens up above the city of angels, as we were saying, and he's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'm looking for this. Well, I was hired by a guy. I gotta find his daughter. Like, I'm gonna go do this." And then like we cut to a scene where a woman, a hooker, Michelle Bauer, Mercedes, <laughs> smoke. Show. So many names. Uh, she uh picks up a guy From to solicit solicit her, really, you know. And then they go back to a place, and he's gonna. It is. She's gonna fuck his brains out. Yeah. Is that what she says? That's what. I think that might yeah. be a later kill, uh, because yeah. she gets the chainsaw. That's what she tells to the private. Dick. Yeah. Okay. To the private dick. But anyway, she kills him because she's a hooker with a chainsaw. Yeah. She covers up her picture of Elvis Presley, puts on a hairnet. I mean, it's kind of like Bateman style. It is kind of like Bateman. It, like, I f- was there music playing? Yeah. Oh, the music it's in like this movie is insane. The sound there are the she's soundtrack is some, decent. Like, the like original score is weird. Yeah, like the real songs that are in it are good, but then there's some parts that's like the original score that are fucking strange. Yeah. But yeah, it is very Patrick Bateman esque as in like she's kinda dancing, being sexy, and as she's doing that she just pulls out a huge plastic sheet and like puts it down and puts on a <laughs> yeah. shower cap. Yeah. <laughs> Which was great. It was good. The shower cap was good. And like right here is where I really figured out like what type of movie we were going to get <laughs> because I had a pretty good idea, but I didn't know what the element of gore was going to be. And like I was really excited for this. I was like, oh shit, this is going to be awesome. You thought you were going to see a guy just getting hacked apart? Maybe just like a quick anything, but this was literally like goes in POV from yeah. the killer, gets the chainsaw to his chest, switches from to the POV. And it's just blood and it's just flying at naked bodies. Which Being is just great. thrown and Which like, is yeah, fine. from a bucket. And then like also like. The little hand that like grabs at her. Oh, that's so funny! The hand that grabs her tits, and then she looks at it, and she fr- like because first of all, she goes and she starts chopping him up, right? And it's like for like a while. It's like four or five, six and seconds. And he completely ignores it. He doesn't care. She's ah. like walking towards him with a real chainsaw on, and he's like, "Yeah, baby, come give it to me," <laughs> and she just. Starts cutting him up, and that's when the buckets of blood come, and it's going on screen. Buckets of blood. It's like funny because it's clearly buckets of blood because it comes in sloshing waves. It comes in splots. It's like, it's like, and then you see him break it. Yeah. And so by the time a third slosh of wave or bucket of blood comes, a fucking hand grabs her titty, and she looks down at it, and she's like, what the fuck? And then she grabs it. It pulls it off, and it's already been cut off of his body. It's he like uh, it to the, the hand. What's the hand in Adam's family? You know, the thing, it doesn't care. Or the hand? Yeah, the, <laughs> the thing. thing. I think it's called Thing. Thing. It's called yeah, Thing. Yeah, Thing. Yeah. Um, and that was funny. But was also, funny I was bit. like, okay, so we're not going to get any gore, but it's also going to be an excuse for Michelle Bauer to run around naked. I mean, yes, please. Sorry. I, fuck, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, I get it. And so I'm already thinking to myself, if she's this naked... Linnea Quigley's just going to not even, even wear clothes. And it takes her a while to show up. It takes her a little while because she, of course, is the woman that the detective is, is looking, looking for. for. But now, as any detective would, he gets on the trail when people start missing. They All these men go missing because these Hollywood chainsaw hookers are killing them and dismembering them. Because Mercedes is not the only one. You have Lori, Lisa, uh, Li- Ilsa. Someone. Yeah. One of the other ones. Sally. We got some other girls and they're going around doing this all for the master. Um, and then you got Jack who ends up just kind of discovering that Linnea Quigley, AKA Samantha is dancing at a club, which is a club where he's trying to be picked up by one of these chainsaw hookers, Mercedes. It's not even like a club. It's just that bar. 
Right. She's like not even dancing on a stage. I feel like she's just like because in the this corner. is like filmed in like somebody's apartment. <laughs> yeah, like like a, a lot of these shots are like in the corner, and they're like one single perspective, and like the lighting's horrible, and there's nothing on the walls, and the acoustics are horrible. <laughs> it's like not great. And I would tell you what happens in between, but it's really like a whole lot of nothing. It's like there's a lot of narration, which was like kind of annoying, but also the narration sometimes voice funny. was pretty funny. Yes, and like some of the like the script was kind the, of funny. The part where like he stays over at Sally's for that night, and then like gets up and leaves, and she gets pissed. Well, Sally's they, his girl, or yeah, she used Sally's to be his girl, or used to be kind of. <laughs> Kinda. Well, they like stay the night. Then like he gets up to leave and is getting dressed, and it the scene cuts out, and it's just his narration like over him leaving, and she's clearly pissed at him, and it's like, what the fuck? Like it's all mouthed and she's stuff. She's flipping and, him off yeah, and grabbing off her, and her grabbing tits, her tits <laughs> and, like 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 just like shaking her fist at him, and he's like, and that was Sally's way of saying she loved me. God, she was was such a dame. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. It's like we loved passionately, we fought passionately, but we loved passionately, and that bird she could love. And she loved me that night. I said I'd come back later, and she said, please don't go, Jack. But I told her I got to do what I got to do. But meanwhile, she's like, fuck you. Yeah, I love that shit. She's uh, doing the brush under the chin. Yeah, yeah, under the chin. Like, yeah sign language. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, so there was a lot of like that type Again, of shit. There are, like funny moments in this movie. There mm-hmm. are. I liked, um, and there was a lot of nudity, obviously, and that was like how we passed forty minutes. Realistically, yeah. I'm not even kidding when I say that this movie is maybe closer to softcore porn than it is to horror. Yeah, there's moments where it felt like that, and like for anybody who like just f- heads up, if you're gonna watch it, I mean, it's just boobs, but it's just yeah. boobs and buckets of blood being thrown at boobs. Yeah, but it's it was fun. What but, were you gonna say? Uh, Sorry, we oh, we were talking about just um, individual funny bits, and there's a part where <laughs> there's like a cop talking to the coroner, and <laughs> the coroner is getting physically ill because oh, of all yeah. the body parts that oh, are yeah, in the like, bag. Oh, and you're, the like, yeah, you're the coroner. Like you can't. I thought that was a really funny bit that you could like hear the coroner like open Retching. the bag and like puke in the <laughs> and and he's all threatening him and he's like, "You better shape up or I'm gonna fire you and get a new coroner." It's like it's publicly Retching voted official, office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <can't> just <laughs> he's all fucking pissed off. You're gonna be out of here looking for new work and I'll have a new coroner. But yeah, there are. I mean, there's a lot of funny bits i mean like the, the the bag of condoms and a finger could this be a clue <laughs> a clue and he's, like, every, like, he's like everything's a fucking clue or something and then he grabs the matchbook that has the uh, address yeah. to uh, mercedes so that is technically important to the slight plot that there is is that the private eye swipes a pack of matches at the crime scene of the first kill that we were talking about the patrick bateman s kill mm. and it ends up having mercedes name and number written on it and he followed that's how he and once yeah and meets up with her at that bar that linea right. there, and that's pr- pr- okay so he goes from the matchbook to basically the house uh or apartment and uh, sally it's a bar his girl the well no <laughs> yeah the house is sally his girl sees oh, yeah, the yeah, matchbook yeah. it's like who the fuck is mercedes that's what she's all pissed off about but he's all like yeah so i told her i had to go follow up on my lead and so he like basically gets thrown out of the apartment or whatever, and he's like on the road looking for Samantha. Um, he calls Mercedes, meets her at the bar, um, sees this woman dancing nude. It's Lenia Quigley in all her who, glory. Who she, whom he recognizes almost immediately because he's carrying photo, around a photo to find her because um, of her father's looking for because he hired her to Samantha. find her. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is our introduction to Quigley, which classic quickly introduction she's not talking she's taking off her clothes dancing kind of yeah we love Linnea quickly here we do um, she's great she's in a yeah. lot of our she's in a lot of fun movies um and she's really sweet but like she doesn't offer a ton anything of acting you know in most she's of her there. movies and this movie I have to say is one of her weaker ones. Remember when I said that she did a pretty good job at Night of the Demons? You're like, oh, she did an okay job. I was like, yeah, yeah she, she did a great <laughs> job. Did a like, job for it's, her. It's, yeah. This is rough. Um, yeah, she is not awful. good in this. And I do not like how he talks about her. Oh, 
like she's 15. Yeah. Like, it's there's a lot sex. of talk. You remember her? What was that yeah, one thing? She she they literally like, how old are you, 18? You got an ID? Yeah, they, they literally, like, have sex after he questions how old she is. And but then like, later, he's like, shouldn't you be in school? And it's and like, he, you like, just ca- fucked her. And, like, he calls her, like, kid, like, kiddo, or, yeah. like, say something like, isn't daddy waiting for you to get home? Like, it's yeah. strange. It's off Because it's like, what are we supposed to think that this like naked babe is a child yes it was weird it was unnecessary yeah and i didn't like it well that's this movie well you have those little socks that i know rob hates yeah again little doll socks just like the same river like from night of the demons the socks she had the frilly she's wearing the same ones it's like the ankle socks that have like the frill come out full frill around lacy and all i mean yeah i guess just I'm not un- looking at her feet. I'm just saying, just she's what just the fuck is wrong? Looks with like you? a child, <laughs> and yeah, it's creepy. She doesn't look like a child. She she's, doesn't look like a child. She looks. She's a small honestly, adult. And sometimes she's stylized, like she's got little socks on. I don't like that either, <laughs> but she's an adult. Um, she's like thirty when this movie came out. Yeah, I was about to say like she looks thirty. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what are we doing? Where are we at? Uh, we just found Samantha. Quigley's dancing, and and she kind of realizes too. She doesn't know who he is, but the reaction that he has, you she can reco- tell she's like shit. Her. She's like, yeah. She's like, I mean, because she's a runaway. She um, knows that he's not one of the cult part, members. And, like like she mixed just... up in this, but we don't know why or how yet. Yeah. So she runs away, right? Yep. She just runs away. Um, and, and Mercedes, Mercedes catches on to it, too, because she's like, yeah. are you looking at other girls? Are you trying to make, make me jealous? Um, Let's go upstairs. Him. And he gets drugged. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was that out of upstairs? The table. Was that just upstairs? Well, no, she like says that, her- but she drugs him. She switches the drink around and all that yeah. shit. She's like making sweet on him. And then he wakes up, right? Yes. Yeah. He's like out in the street. No, he wakes up in a bed. In a bed. Um, and it turns out he's strapped down to it, but he doesn't realize that for like minutes. Yeah. He's reveal. like having it's a long hot. conversation, like cracking jokes, and then realizes that he is like Da Vinci bound. <laughs> da Vinci. And it's bound. like, how do you? That's how does that not the first thing you notice when you get up that you can't move any of your limbs because yeah. they're tied with rope. Doing a bit. Um. Yeah. But yeah, um, shit, he wakes up. Wait, what the fuck? Dude, my notes are concise and I can make them out. Half of them are just me trying to write down some of the funny quotes. What are some of the funny quotes? All the little leaguers and church goers love my naked baseball calendars. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> calendars. I forgot about this guy. Has this happened yet? No. No? So this is later when the when that old creepy dude has one of the prostitutes over and just wants to take pictures of her with the baseball bat. Yeah, I think that's in the beginning, honestly. Maury, but right? I'm not Maybe. positive. With a deep voice? It's not Mercedes or... Murphy? Yeah, so Murphy. Oh, that's the name of the guy? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure. Whenever it happens, yeah, it's wild. And he just comes, she, uh, she just comes at him, and he's like, "Why are you getting so close? You're getting I out, can't, of focus. out of focus." And of course, she just comes and whacks him with the baseball bat, and then hacks him apart with the chainsaw in the bathtub. Twenty-four inches of fun, toys for big boys. <laughs> toys for big boys. <laughs> That's what she says. I remember that. Hot. Yeah, because she's gonna hack him up with the fucking chainsaw. What do you got there? Twenty-four inches of fun. God, Michelle Bauer is. So fucking pretty. Oh, my God. Oh, and she's got a great line before she cuts him up. She says, the calendar idea was ahead of its time. (laughs) And then cuts his head off. And then we see Gunnar Harrison again. 
like I think he's like outside this time. Yeah, he's like not he's like not in the shadows, like half lit. Which is funny because if you've seen the uh, movie poster, as we've discussed, you have. It's just his face, like in the darkness, <laughs> looming over like yeah. the the skyline and like all the Hollywood chainsaw hookers. It's really funny because that's basically his role for half, half of the, the movie. movie. It's yeah. just him looking with did that big like, imposing eyebrows. Did you like the actual child at the bar, like smoking a cigarette? That was <laughs> hilarious, <laughs> kid. I actually laughed. Really. So see, like that's what I'm talking about. It's like because it wasn't acknowledged by anyone, which made it funny. Yeah, because yeah, it. Yeah, there's just like a 12 year old sitting at the bar smoking a cigarette, like looking like a bar regular. Well, it was kind of like a subtle, but like very over the top. Like, uh, it was kind of like I don't know, like a Jew, a rabbi, and a priest, or what? Like the Jew and a rabbi, a priest, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like a rabbi, a priest, and an atheist walking to a bar type of bit because it was like. A uh, normal dude, construction worker, like uh, older dude, like a uh, black dude, woman. Then it's like very young child. child. <laughs> it was like, like they just kind of tried to like sneak in this weird diversity place uh, like in a bar. It was funny. Child's also like smoking and drinking. It wasn't <laughs> like some weird 80s thing where kids can go to the bar. No. Um, But yeah, this, this movie, see, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, we'll get to it, I guess, maybe when we talk about our final rankings, but... It's not one that you need to sit down and watch. And even if it sounds interesting <laughs> to you, like you still don't need to sit down and watch. But it's a fun deep cut. It's got some familiar faces. And we got to watch it. And now, like, obviously it's not something that would ever be on. It's, like, not even really likely to be on streaming. I've been waiting to find this for yeah, a I mean, while. Yeah, I if you're a fan of Night of the Demons but and, if like, you Frank and Hooker and Slimeball you know Rama, I mean? like, it's, like, a not as good version of those. If you walked past this movie and it was just on playing, like there's many moments that you could watch in isolation that would make you laugh. You're going to see buckets of blood and you're going to see boobs. Like it is exactly what it's advertised to be. And you could argue that it's too long at 75 minutes (laughs) and it just might be. It might be. Um, But it's fun and it's funny. I love the tagline. One of the all time great taglines in cinema they charge an arm and a leg. That is a great tagline. <laughs> so cheesy. That's great. I want to talk about another part that made me laugh really hard, and it's when the private eye calls the police office, and it goes to voicemail. voicemail. The voicemail is like, if you've committed a homicide, please stay on the line. Oh, no, if please you call fear you're going to be the victim of a homicide, please call 911. And these were we like very much the to talk third to or fourth options, too. They were <laughs> this like, is... This is uh, what is it? Uh, Jack. Jack. This is Jack Chandler. Hang up. I've told you before. I've told you a million times. Don't call me at this number. <laughs> I'm off duty. So funny. Um, this movie was, I don't know, <laughs> sloppy start to finish. But once we've woken up in the bed. Who is above him in the bed? It's a it's a different woman. It's one of the different it's Hollywood the chainsaw it's hookers who's already one that you see the least, like one that's like you don't need to know her name. Yes, and that's not like a dig. It's just you don't know her name. You don't know her name. Like it's probably not even said. Right. Um, uh, but this is when we meet um, Gunnar Harrison for the first, or like when he Hansen. speaks. Honey, why I keep, what do I keep calling him? Harrison. Harrison. Gunnar Hansen. But yeah, uh, the master. Yeah, he is credited in this one. Uh, He is not really anyone that makes any sense. He kind of talks in riddles. He's like, I don't know, just omni, um, say it, omnius, ominous. Ominous. God, why couldn't (laughs) I do that? Omnius. (laughs) But he kind of ominous explains the plot (laughs) to us and they worship the viewers. Yeah, well, which is. What do you mean? Like he explains it, like because he, explains he just says the, the words. He talks about the cult. He it doesn't make words. sense at all. He's like, yes, of course, because of my ancient bloodline to Egypt, <laughs> we worship chainsaws. And he says, so what do you pray to Black and Decker? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was corny. He did have a lot of good fucking corny lines like that. But yeah, so basically, the master has been. Like gathering a horde of chainsaw wielding prostitutes to make sacrifices to the Egyptian gods, 
And there doesn't really seem to be an end game for this. Yeah, I don't really get it. It's just kind of like in ceremony. Yeah, there's well, not like one big final there, thing. There kind of is. Can, yeah. Because like, that's the whole thing with Linnea Quigley is like she's volunteered to be the uh, official sacrifice. She's a virgin. Oh, she's a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. And then that will... It's he literally. I think uh, uh, Chandler or Jack Chandler says something like, "What does it give you another hundred years of immortal life?" He's like, "How did you know that?" Yeah, you know, it's, it's just like so. It's like he has to kill a virgin ridiculous. like every hundred years. Well, like why is everybody else died and like why does he need all the chainsaw hookers? Because and like the reasons. best, the best part of the movie though, or like maybe it is, maybe it's not, but like definitely what's billed as the climax, or, like the big reason to see the movie, I guess, and the icon- iconic scene. Is the what's he called like the virginal sacrifice dance the of dance. the du- the two chainsaws? The chainsaws. Yeah, the virginal sacrifice scene. Just dance like her, like chainsaws. spinning slowly in circles. She's with like good dressed, or she's like naked completely, but, but she's got this like she has cool paint. Like it looks cool. It's like Honestly, a chromatic like uh, serpent on her or some yeah. shit. Yeah. And then she's got these two chainsaws, which you can tell, even though they're not the biggest chainsaws, they're like They might weigh heavy. more than her put together. Dude, each of them probably weigh what? 15 pounds? Yeah. 18 pounds? Probably, probably yeah. And like you can tell, pounds. like she's probably, for she's, yeah, 40 pounds, like <laughs> like 20 pounds in your off hand. And she's like trying to do these lateral raises with this long fucking weird shape. She's also on and like spewing out like CO2 and exhaust. Shaking. And it's like, yeah. I mean, sure. There's no live chain on it or anything, but it is making noise and it's got to be hard to carry it. Her sexy dance is like. It's so lethargic and like not. She very looks so sexy. tired. She yeah. looks like she's filmed that scene ten times. She's the most tired she's ever been. Yeah, but I mean, she's also like, very fit. Like she's a very fit, attractive yeah. woman. Um, you know, not trying to make yeah, she looks tired because that's hard job. But yeah, I yeah. couldn't dance with exactly two exactly. No. large chains. But yeah, for she's very over an hour. she's very fit. Like we know, we've talked about her a bunch in the past, but she obviously did her uh, workout videos, <laughs> so <laughs> she's big in the fitness. But yeah, this movie pretty much culminates with um, what Jack. I don't even remember to tell you the truth because I watched this days ago. But I was just gonna, I'm gonna make it up, Jack interrupts the ceremony of some sorts and then uh it does nothing happens and then him and Linnea quickly somehow escape again and make out and do weird creepy things because he treats her like a child yeah that's yeah. right pretty much is that right or do we all just forget and agree <laughs> i know that's yes. what rob's doing but like what happens in this movie bill um, it's been days you watched it just last night let's Keep scrolling those notes. It's amazing that you have this many notes on this. Like, what are you? What are you not saying about this movie? They're mostly just one-liners. Drop a couple spicy one-liners. Um, (laughs) the kid talked like a frosted flake, but she had the best set of knockers I've seen in a while. Oh yeah, that's the last line in the movie because yeah, he right. hires her. No, that not that one, but I'm saying he hires her on to be his receptionist because she's got a great, a great set, set of, of tits. tits. Yeah, that's the that's the last. So line. yeah, he does. He hires her on to be his receptionist at the end of the fucking oh, movie. Um, his wife's not going to be too well, happy about it. Well, we learn that um, quickly is not really part of the cult. The cult killed one of her best friends, so she infiltrates the cult and wants to kill them. She's not actually like. A runaway. She true. just want, wants revenge. So she's doing her sacrificial dance, and then she kills um, one. Yeah, and one of the main girls. That's right. Mercedes, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's um, right. And then, yeah, then, then that's when they have, like, the weird, like, how old are you, See, 21? how fucked up is that? How fucked up is that? I want to apologize to the Elmers. How fucked up is that? Because like I'm just like, oh, I forgot what happened. So let me just assume. And my assumption was this fucking piece of shit Jack was gonna come in and white knight. When no, Nick quickly, quickly kill this goes strong for it. woman had a plan. She's independent from the beginning. She was vengeful to get, you know, to seek out some sort of comeuppance for her friend. Took matters into her own hands, and she fucking killed Gunnar Hansen, who's like six, and it's a seven, chainsaw, big and it's a boy, three hundred fight. 
Yes. Where they're like going at it like it's like samurai swords like yes. clashing against each other. And that piece other. of shit as the gall at the end of the movie to talk about how he's going to give her a job as a receptionist. Like he, he should be working life. for her. Yeah, no shit. He's like, oh, I'm because she's going to grease their tits. And it's like, you know what? She does have a great set of tits, and that it's has nothing Hollywood to do with Chainsaw anything. Hookers. Yeah, like, you know what you're getting. It's not called Jack Chandler. It's not a feminist Hollywood piece. investigator. Hollywood private um, dick. Um, another funny bit was th- the cops arriving at the scene, and there's like cardboard signs that say "Temple this way." Yeah, this <laughs> oh, way. that was really uh, funny. This way, closer. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you're almost there. You're almost. Keep there. going. <laughs> Big statues of like cats, like an Egyptian style, outside a warehouse. It's great. Um, what a movie! But then the dead bad guy, um, he's just gone. His yeah, he kind of like he like they dissipates. Melt. They like melt away. Yeah. Um, which of which of course we don't know why. Honestly, we don't learn why, didn't like, it kind of feel the like they were setting it up for a Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers too? And I'm so glad that didn't happen. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Open, I they could have definitely done a sequel. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Sometimes. You pick a good one. Sometimes you pick a fun one. I'm not sure where this falls, um, but it's one I've been meaning to watch for a while. It didn't do a ton, but what it did, it did in excess and arguably for too long, as we've mentioned. I don't have a ton else to say about the movie. We kind of talked about the director, some of the stars, and then... We drug out the plot plot. as long as we could. There's not a lot. Um, If you're interested, check it out. I think we watched it on Tubi. Shout out Tubi. Uh, Tubi. Otherwise, yeah. Uh, Bill, did you... I mean, what were your thoughts? Uh, Had you heard of this movie? I guess let's let's squeeze another five, ten minutes. Have you heard of this movie before I picked it? I did, yeah. Um, I wouldn't really say it was on like a short list, but it's one that was like in my mind and I knew that I would watch eventually just because I knew it was kind of the same universe as Slimeball, Rama, Frankenhooker, you know, like that kind of thing. Like I knew yeah. I would get to it. Jim Wynorski and like Dave Dakota and those other guys who do those movies that you just mentioned all kind of run in the same uh like circle as this Fred Olin Ray where they all kind of make um these B horror movies but they also make kind of like the parody porn movies splash like porn horror comedy exploitation movies like i mean if you look at the other names of some of these um movies that he's done it's like beverly hills vamp screen Mm -hmm. queens hot tub party mom can i keep her you know what i mean (laughs) bikini jones and the temple of eros bikini cave girl bikini frankenstein like bikini roundup it's just there's a lot of that and then like jim winorski and dave dakota do all the same stuff um and then they also make the horror movies but yeah it's kind of like the same vein and i think that's how this movie gets brought up in a lot of people's uh conscious because it's not necessarily making lists for any other reason than it's always like on the band lists or like on the video nasties or on the like top you know hundred most cheesy 80s movies and like that's kind of all it is um, I mean, it's funny. I'm glad I watched it. I'm not going to watch it again. Right. Um, I mean, if you're a big fan of Quigley or just like bloody breasts in general, give it a shot. Cause and you're a fan of, of both, and you still aren't probably watching it again. No, because I can get that in better movies. Right. Yeah, that's not like hard to come but by. But it was fun. Um, Private Dick like was pretty fucking funny. Like he had a great, he had a lot of good one-liners. There was some fun behind the scenes going on. Like we talked. I like the cop phone call to the corner was really funny. The signs were really funny. I remember now that there was a cardboard sign in the temple that said, "Please wait until your number is called." Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. Um, just like silly stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's exploitive. Like Rob said, it's like pretty much just a soft core porno, but not even that. Cause there's no intercourse. It's just it's not even like making out or anything really. Yeah. But it's just, it's just a lot of women naked for, women in thongs and, running around with chainsaws. And like you said a lot, like it's kind of like so much of it that it's like lost its sexiness. Cause it's like, yeah, th- this has been going on for three minutes. Right. Um, At a time with a two-minute break until the next time it happens for three minutes. It could have been 
better. Honestly, even like any amount of on-screen violence would have really elevated this. Like I thought yeah. that there was going to be that. Like I was a little disappointed that, and Same. I knew, like you said, like that very first. I was like, if the very first kill is fully off-screen, we're not getting like anything yeah. on-screen, and you don't. I mean, like. I, I would say the goriest thing you get is her tossing like the limb off of her tit, which yeah. is which like, is like clearly a fake limb. Yeah, which is not. Like, it's like good a effect. plastic, it's a dog toy. like at all. yeah, like yeah, it's like a chew toy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, okay, so this movie it definitely did lean heavy on like the female nudity. Yeah. Um, and there is an element of that that's like kind of trashy cinema right um and we're not necessarily above that 13th and elm but if you do watch alongs or whatever just this it's kind of trash honestly it's trash it's kind of trash so just a heads up you know heads up, it's, it's trash. exploitive in a lot of ways like i don't think it's exceedingly derogatory or anything but i mean it it's exploiting the idea of sex and violence yeah. to the unteenth degree um and putting it in a little 70 minute package and Trying to have some fun with it. Um, and if that sounds like fun to you, maybe check it out. But really, not a lot. I mean, one of the most remarkable things about this movie is uh, Lania Quigley is probably like one of the most clothed women in the movie, which might be the, one of the few times that happens in her career. Yeah. Yeah, she's more naked in Night of the Demons that we did last week. Return of the Living Dead, for sure. And Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I had to rate this movie and I'm rating this because I think it's pretty true and because of the number like I'd give it a 69. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing that's way higher than yeah. what you would give it. Oh no, Rob, what do you think? Like what had you heard of the movie or I mean, like what do you think? 69 is a D. I'd never seen this before or heard of it. Yeah. Um but like I I kind of I, I you you hear the title, you know what you're getting. And you don't get much else, really. You don't get much else, yeah. No. They, you get Hollywood, you get chainsaws, you, you get, get hookers. hookers. And I have no issue. The with, only thing like, that you get that you didn't expect was the private dick. The private dick, which yeah. was, like, funny. And it was a like, kind a of a fun bit. They're their flashes. But it does lose a shimmer. Yeah, it does. And again, like, man, if this movie is 75 minutes and it feels too long at that, it's, like, already... That's, like, just a knock in general. It's true. Like, so, I checked... Like how much time was like twenty minutes times like the last thirty yeah. minutes. So that's and like a like, pretty big knock about any movie about any genre, and I and I, as you know, I know it's not like you guys are like, oh man, it's like tits, haha, whatever. Like, but like this doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, there's not any cool gore. The plot's like whatever. It's like kind of funny. Again, like they're like flashes and stuff, but like. I wouldn't watch this movie again. I wouldn't recommend this movie to most people except for you two in this room. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so agreed. I'm give it like a 40 flat. Yeah. Damn, that like is low, but I'm not 50 really is kind of like 50 is like I'm going to probably potentially make, rewatch watch it. this again. So that's but that's crazy to me that you would rewatch a 50. Yeah, but like, to me, a fifty is like don't even. That's like talk a critical fail. But again, it's like it's like movie. I'm a teacher that's not given ten, like a hundred, like you know, like that's not happening. That's fair. So it's everything's on a scale. Yeah, for me, it's like honestly, if it's on a seventy-five or above, I'm probably not watching it again. Like I'm not saying like this is like a this wasn't a chore because it was fun. Like Michael and I watched. And it together. you guys watched it like, together? Yeah, we, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we laughed. We had a good we time. Laughed. It was a good time. And like it was like a. It was like I guess not the worst thing I've watched. Like, but if I had watched this alone, you wouldn't for have the watched pod, it. No, no. I mean, I would have because I would have done it for the pod. But oh, like, for if the I had pod, watched it solo, right. it would have. I just been a slog. Like, I would have like I would have got I would have laughed at the the gumshoe stuff and like the you know the paperback uh, film noir and all that. But I, I, like you said, like after like thirty minutes and it's like okay everything's off screen. It's like more tits. Okay, cool. yeah, it wasn't a whole lot of fun watching it on my own. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know, not for me. Yeah, and um, I don't mean anything by this other than exactly what I mean by it. But it's like it's not for you. Like this movie is made for like fifteen-year-old fucking boys in the eighties who are like getting their older brothers Just to steal them copies of fucking VHS. This is like definitely like 
a certain like straight to video holy grail for like, like the fucking six teenage boys watching yes. it like in the same room at midnight with like a fake <laughs> slip cover on it like they have yeah. like you know fucking whatever et slip cover on it and they're jerking yes no but totally that's like blankets. that's like kind yeah. of what this is and i feel like even though this is such a weird thing to say but even though like we've none of us had that obviously it's like i feel like there's a level of the adolescent boy present in me that like recognizes that and watching it and sees and because like i said like my favorite thing about this movie arguably is that it is like it is the horror movie that your parents were so afraid that you were going to watch or whatever. And, and like it's my a trash film. Yeah, and my mom <laughs> was, yeah. like, pretty fucking chill with, like, horror and stuff. Like, she's a big Stephen King fan. Like, I got to watch things. Like, I didn't really have to worry about that. I wasn't regulated in that way the way some people are. But, you know, right. when you hear all these, like, tipper gore and, like, uh, fucking I love that you bring up Tipper Gore all the time. Yeah, but because she was <laughs> she always was on the fucking yeah. crusade against like censoring uh, fucking art yeah, in the eighties. On like that's when so many fucking cool things. I feel like our podcast we talk about that type of shit. We talk about horror movies and we talk about heavy metal and we talk about like these gore films and shit. When it was like all these things that were coming out straight to video or anything that was like circumventing national distribution or um, like theatrical releases and stuff like that um when like parents would find this shit and they'd write into their senators or whatever you know tipper gore was the one out there on her fucking soapbox trying to get all this shit taken out of the video rental places and taken off of the shelves and like we wanted to ban it and you know what because yeah fuck that dude and that's why i love these types of movies because they are gratuitous and they're silly and for the, the sake of this and i don't care what it was if it was like hollywood dongs of the fucking devil i would watch that too <laughs> and it would be awesome we should make that we can it's blood dick oh, 49 but it's, it's the the oh, we have origin story but it, it's not blood dick it's it's called Do- wait dongs what dongs of the hollywood dongs of the devil hollywood dongs of the devil in parentheses a blood dick prequel Yes. Yes. Origin and see, story. Like, like we always say this, you know, those like we need more male nudity. And they could have easily yes. thrown a dick in this movie, and it would have could have thrown better. the dick's dick in this movie. Dick's yes, dick. Dick's we should have seen Dick's dick in this movie. Dickception. For sure. See, was he attractive? Mm, and like, kind of like a sleaze bag. Like, okay. I thought he was a reporter. I feel for like a he's kind of sexy in that. Like, um, he looks like a hobo. He's he's kind of sexy in that. Like. Hey. Last option at the bar, ripping cigarettes at last call type of fucking way. Which he, has, is, he has a little bit of swag. He like tosses his Greasy hat charisma. onto things like many times. Like he tosses his hat and lands it on the cop's oh, yeah. telephone at one point. And I think his girl throws his hat at him like and at it lands on his head. He catches it on his head and like gives a little salute like He's got some swagger, some like trashy swagger. Yeah, like you said though, it's like barfly is like it's such a like it's such a crazy thing to say somebody this about him, but it's like if somebody were to play him in a movie, it'd be like Matt Dillon and like Barfly <laughs> or like a Mickey Rourke or some yeah, sort of like Mickey, grizzled greasy, veteran grizzly. who's like not classically uh, attractive, but like the actor, masculine and kind of like, like grizzled. Kind of the actor from uh, Law and Order and uh, Happy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, happiness, you mean? Or what's it called? The the guy. Pat Oswalt as the unicorn. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I can't remember his name. Yeah. But yeah. That guy. Um, what are we watching? Hold on. I didn't rate this movie yet. So let me just it. wrap it up and say this movie had a very low ceiling. Um, and that's okay. That's that. I almost feel bad because there's part of it that's like this scale is my personal enjoyment. And I do enjoy this movie. So I want to rate it high. But I say it has a ceiling, and that's because it's like it doesn't deserve my attention or like multiple watch throughs or really like a lot of praise. It's just kind of like it's not even comfort food because it's not something that I'm familiar with. But it's just like, yeah, I get that, and I feel good about it, and I kind of want to protect it because it's like offensive. Genuinely, I guess it's offensive to some people, and because of that, it could be threatened, and people would want to take it away. And I love to stand up for the trash cinema, and I love to stand up for the drive-in movies, and I love to stand up for the B-horror and this type of shit. And as silly as it sounds, I do love this movie, but like, it is bad, and I don't want to watch it very often. And that 
is why the ceiling's low, and I'm going to give it a 64. Like, I don't really think it's great. But fuck, man. If I went into... <laughs> this is a wild thing to say. But if I was going to, like, date a chick, and I walked into a girl's house, and she was, like, <laughs> uh, fucking pulled up her queue or something and she's like recently watched Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. I was like, you watched Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers? She'd be like, dude, don't judge. It's like horrible trash cinema. I'd be like, that's awesome. Let's never watch that movie together. Yeah, because it's not a good movie. <laughs> it more speaks about a, a person's like open interest in horror and movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be but like, oh, you got some deep good. cuts. It's just it's like a garbage film. Okay, so it's like I haven't made you guys watch what's that like Death at Blood Fart Lake. Have you guys? Have you I know that one, yeah. Sure, pick it. We'll watch it. I will, and we will, and good. it'll be great. But yeah, this movie's whatever. Watch it. Don't. 60s are way too high, but it is kind of fun for us. Rob, next week, what are you cooking? What are you making? Um, I don't know. What are we watching? I do know, kind of. Ooh. There's two. There's, There's always two. two. Two is the number. Two there shall be. Um, both by the same director. One that you guys have probably seen. He's the director. I'm not telling you. Okay. And because it'll give it away. And one that you, I would be really surprised if you'd seen it. So. I mean, you know, I'm always going to pick the one, you the one I haven't seen. seen. If that's, I, I mean, is that, is that what we got to go off of? Because it's like, whoa, you want to watch a movie that you've seen or a movie you haven't seen? I'm gonna like, I'm just gonna pick the movie I haven't seen. Yeah. But okay. if it's like, well, one's about like uh, me and one's about you, I'm gonna pick the one about me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So you want the one you haven't seen? Is yes. That sure. Yay! Okay, so next week's movie is Life Force, 1985. Toby Hooper. Oh, oh, I've actually been wanting to see this. Wait, what was the other one? This one sounds crazy. Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I just yeah, watched yeah. that recently, actually, so I'm glad we didn't do that one. Even though that would be a great one would to do. That would be a good right? pod one. Life so, yeah. Force. Yeah. Have you seen Poltergeist? I have seen parts of it. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Damn, it's so good. So, yeah. But, Why uh, the fuck this whole shit up? Force is on Amazon Prime. Shout out to Jeff Bezos. Shut up, Bezos. Burn hell. Jeff Bezos, you have too much money. Um, but you know, we're going to keep, we're going to keep, um, giving you money. Cause we, I think we all have s- subscriptions to Amazon prime. Doesn't matter. Uh, 1985 <laughs> life force. It's about space vampires. Imagine that. I know. Is it like Wait, it's about actually a vampire? Not really. They're like not vampires, but they are something. I don't really know. I don't know anything about this, to be honest. So I'm excited. Um, hour it's 40. hour 42. It's it rated R. It's got a 6.1 on IMDb. That's not so bad. What's it streaming on? Streaming on the old Amazon Prime. We just talked about the Bezos. <laughs> Keep sending me boxes. Um, yeah, it's about like it takes place in like it's like Britain, too. It's like British space. Oh, service. fun. Yeah. Um, I think it's got some big name in it. What's his name? Brian Dennehy. No, Patrick Stewart is in it. Oh, really? mm-hmm. Peace Stew. Yeah, Peace Stew and Peter Firth. And Peter Firth. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Is he related to Colin? Uh, probably. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, Mathilda May is also in it. She's like the she's like some model that she's, she was found like a French yeah, model. She's like kind of the antagonist. She was like found for this movie. She's also I like, like kind of naked as fuck all the movie long. That's what I heard because this yeah. is like okay. That's why I know about a, this movie. We're just doing like a nudity themeness for this round. We're doing a vampire movie because it's my pick. Yeah, though we have picked a lot of like these like eighties navy movies lately. We did like one each round. So, Bill, when you come up after Rob, I'm doing fucked up. Find four. something different. If yeah, sure, pick Gore. Maybe pick what you want. Maybe we'll keep a theme gore. going, or maybe we won't. But probably won't. It's kind of fun. Um, it worked out this way this time. Um, Elmer's, if you have a favorite '80s nudie movie, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> we're calling them. Uh, let <laughs> us know like in the comments. Movie, movie. Let us know in the comments. Um, Tell us why it's Sorority Babes and the Slime Bowlerama. Oh, God, that is a good one. Or Return of the Living Dead. Or really any movie featuring Lenny Quigley. I also like uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Mm. Is that 80 or 79, though? Who knows? But it's got Brinke Steven in it. Brinke Stevens also is in Sorority Bay's Slime Bowl Roma. 
Uh, we talk about that movie way too much to not watch it. We'll uh, get it on for maybe the Halloween Blitz. Maybe 31 Days of Horror. We'll talk oh, about that I movie. I will totally pick mm. that. That's a fun one. With well, that, we just want to thank you, Elmers, for yeah. everything. Thank Always. you for everything. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.